I love the west side. It's time to party. Whenever Superman is in the house. I love the east side. It's time to put Whenever Superman is in the house. I like Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Uh, my name is Marvin. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G-Dub himself. Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Uh, here, we're going to tell you about the comics coming out this week. Jesus, guys. Here's the thing, guys. I'm going to let everybody know up front. Uh, I've been six since Sunday. I don't even know what the hell this is. First, it started off with like some cold sniffles, and now I have like a stomach thing. <laughs> and so... Because, like, I'm trying to stay hydrated. I'm very, like, I, um, Garrett knows this. He told me about my hydration. And, uh, Garrett, uh-huh. I can tell that I'm dehydrated because, uh, I'm getting very confused and dizzy. So, I'm trying to chug some water. I keep chugging water. I got some Gatorade, too. See if that'll help. And, uh, some electrolytes, and we'll see. But, you know, that's why at the beginning there, you may notice when I said, what can I want to say, comics? And then I paused. Totally forgot what I was going to say. And then you know how many episodes of this show, and I know I, it's like natural that it comes out of my mouth, and then I was just like, "What the fuck? I gotta say, uh, oh, your name." All right, uh, there you go. That's a little intro music from uh, the, the uh, soundtrack to the movie called Steel. We'll talk about Steel later today. Uh, that right there. If I let it play longer, you would hear Shaq rap, and uh, I shut it off before that happened. So you might you might guess why. <laughs> That's a Superman remix. So. Mm. Here, I'll show you. I'll give you a little bit of taste of that. Yeah. 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 When does he rap? Is that him? Yeah. Right, this is Shaq's I thought he was the guy doing the... Oh. <laughs> At the beginning? <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll talk about why he might be doing that later. Um... So we have that coming up. You can look forward to uh, our uh, very timely review of Steel coming out in 1997. We're finally getting around to it. And uh, before we get there, though, a um, couple of uh, news items here. Where's my intro my music? And uh, there's no anything. That song is two minutes, and so I got to cut it off somewhere. Uh, a couple breaking news stories. Uh, one of them, Garrett brought it to our attention before we came on here. Uh, new writer Batman will start on, on issue number 125, uh, oversized issue, uh, teamed with Jorge Jimenez, uh, will be Mr. <laughs> Chip Starsky. And uh, it'll be him and Jorge Jimenez. Um, which Jorge was on Batman for a little bit, right? During, um, James City and run? Yep. Yeah, he was almost on every issue with him. Um, number one issue, uh, well, number one. Number issue 125 is when he'll jump on. Uh, obviously still reigning Daredevil, even though he ended and started again. So, uh, you know, there were numerous people that have written for Batman and Daredevil, Frank Miller, you know, uh, um, Holy shit! Today's yeah, not that's a good numerous <laughs> amount of people. <laughs> I had yeah. a, I had like five people, and I was like, "What is the?" Uh, uh, let's see. I think I left. I made a list over here. Let's see here. 
Um, anyways, but uh, they've all like kind of uh, written for the two, but I don't think kind of currently they've never written for the two. Oh, here we go. Frank Miller, Kevin Smith, Ed Rubick, Rick Rucka have both written both things. And so, but now for the first time ever, there'll be somebody writing them at the same time. Uh, so he'll jump on episode issue number 125, which I believe, when does that come up? When does that put that? June. June. Yep. June. Uh, I saw he announced on his own uh, sub stack page, which is something they've been getting into recently. Um, and so if you want to read more about that, go over to zadarsky.substack.com. Uh, I'm very excited. That's a good team, I think. Wow, what a summer. Like, that's going to be awesome. We're going to get, like, one week Batman chip, then we get Daredevil chip, then we get another Batman chip, and we get some Daredevil chip. Oh, and then we chip. get some just other image chip. Yeah. Damn, I get some. Crossing over chip. If only. I can't, I can't DC e- again, chip writes it. I'd read it. I can't even think of what else chip does right now, but I'm sure it's good. Still water? <laughs> I can't even mind. Yeah, still water and crossover. Silver coin from time to time. You might have heard the can opening, but that's just water there. A little sparkling water. Ooh, with a hint of light. I just got done with some nice tea. <clears throat> black or green? Uh went with black. There we go. Peppermint. Peppermint black tea. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> speaking of going with tea, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything. King and uh <laughs> Tom King and Greg Smallwood announced that they're taking a five month break from Human Target because King will be Beginning his two-year trip into DC's Danger Street, which is another book they announced. So he's going to take a break to get a head start on that, which is not something I heard about before. But I guess there's a book coming out called Danger Street from uh, Tom King, Jorge Fornes, and Dave Stewart. It's 12 issues, a black label book. Um, and it is a multi-care, deeply layered crime drama, reimagining characters such as Starman, Metamorpho, and the Warlord. Um, so he's taking a break from the other one to get a head start on this. So, uh, sucks, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, is it justified though? Is what we're gonna find out. Because I'm like, seems like a DC move would be like, hey, we're making a lot of money on this book. Let's fucking change everything about it. I'm confused. Why can't he do two books at one time? Alex, is that too much I bet it's an artist thing. More, I thought it would be more like Greg Smallwood. Would be well, they so the article states that with issue um, six coming on the twenty second, uh, they'll go on a five month break. The unlettered pages of the next issue um, are already out, which shows that the art's done for that one already. Um, they're just not lettered yet, so I don't. I'm not sure if it's a uh, art thing because Greg Smallwood's not doing the art for the Danger Street. It's Jorge Fornes. Um, I think it's more uh-huh. on Tom King's side that he's only up to uh-huh. <coughs> issue seven on Human Target. Doesn't want to fall behind on. Um, so I mean, I guess naturally on a book that hasn't even launched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't fall behind. I mean, you wouldn't want to put your... confused, but Why can't you just delay it then? Yeah, you I mean your best-selling book that people are like hype for we better do it for these three people that are barely talked about in comics but i get it yeah i don't know it just (laughs) says here issue seven will come out september 13th with a hardcover collection the first six issues coming out the week before it um dc announced they'll take a five-month break it doesn't say any reason why but um 
the Tom King book, the Danger Street, we've got to be excited for, right, Alex? Jorge Fornes, Tom King, that, and Dave Stewart. I was that's, actually having flashbacks. That's so, the Rorschach yeah. team back together again. I, and, I like those characters to an extent. I don't know who Warlord is, I think. Maybe I do. I don't know. I knew Metamorpho. He was in the, um, what was the Fantastic Four ripoff of DC? The um, The Terrifics. Yes. So I'm, this will be fine. I'm excited for it. Tom, I know Tom King's a good writer. Just because he put out some shit in 2021, I can forgive it for 2022. Human Target, phenomenal. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> I'm excited for it. I probably it's more. Fortnite I don't like. Whoa. Well, we'll <laughs> oh. see when those issues come <laughs> out. I'm excited for both those books and seeing how. And actually, no, three of those books. I am, I am kind of, in a way, uh, upset that. Because actually, this last week, I was like, what happened to Human Target? And then I saw the issue was coming out this Tuesday. We'll talk about it in a second here. Um, and I was like, oh, there it is. And then I saw this news. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I get one more and then you have to wait. But that's okay, Alex. You got books to catch up on? I, I got plenty of books to catch up on. I did read 12 books last week, everybody listening to the show. I read 12 books. And Whoa. Uh, it was eye-opening. I caught up on Silver Coin. Didn't sleep that night. I caught up <laughs> on something else. And it was excellent. I read Animal Castle. Had to get my magnifying glass out because I could barely read issue two. Boy, there's some small writing. It amazes me how some of those letterers can write so small. Or print. And think that people will actually try to read it. I wanted to read the book is really good and when it gets to like the gruesome parts, it's really, really well done. Um but boy, I could barely read they they put so much text. It's like just make this issue just a little longer then, or spread spread it out amongst other issues. But anyway, I read twelve books go. last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. The forecast: Errol Smith, number two of six. Kurt Busiek, Carlos uh, Panchetto. Take prisoner by the Prussians. Feature seeks an ally at the Blood Emperor's force plans in the Black Baron Strikes. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Um, did you guys read Aerosmith one? Nope. Garrett, oh, gosh. If you had I read it, don't you think I would have told you? You know, I, gr- I grouped you in because, you know, you are a co-host on a comic book podcast thinking maybe there was a chance. Um, you know what, everybody? I, will t- I should take a picture and literally put it on Twitter so everyone can see. Uh, just how fucked up my giant stack of books is. It's mostly X-Men and a lot of detective comics. Wow. Well, uh, Aerosmith 1 was awesome. It mixed, like, a war drama with uh, magic, dragons, and uh, some sorcery. So, it was pretty awesome. Um, I had never... I know this is a sequel story. There was a volume 1 that I have not read, but I didn't have any issues going into this book, uh, reading it. It made it friendly to a new reader, um, and I enjoyed it. And you know, it, it does give me that uh, Astro City vibe, just because it is Kurt Busiek. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it is. Uh, it was a really good first issue one, and our first issue, geez. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for issue two. Like, I'm excited to see more of this World War One ish story with trolls, dragons, and magic. When you open the book, does it play this? No, but that would be a twist. 
Do you, do you get the joke? No, I don't. Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. All right, there we go. That's what Gary's going to listen to when he reads that book from now on. Going, damn. Flawless. Makes that book good. Gary's Slow dancing, hands on hips. Go open that cover all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, Ghost Warrior number one, Ben Percy, Corey Smith, uh, Johnny Blaze has the perfect life, a wife and two kids, job at an auto repair shop in a small town community that supports him, but Johnny's not doing well. He has nightmares of monsters when he sleeps, and he sees bloody visions when he's awake. The This life is beginning to feel like prison, and there's a spirit in him that's begging to break out. Ben Percy, Corey Smith. Going back to basics with the spirit of vengeance in this exercise first exercise exercise first issue. Uh, Alex, what do you think? You know, there's something. There's a there's a title that has always astounded me, and I always get excited to read it. And sometimes I'm disappointed, <laughs> but I always feel like I need to get that Ghostwriter number one, one for that cameo of Nick Cage, or that cameo of Fire being pissed. Um, Sounds like I'm not going to get either of those in this book, but that's fine. As long as the wheels of Ghost Rider's bike are on fire, and I get to watch him do that sweet-ass penance stare to somebody, uh, life is fine. Now, I also feel like there's no other better Ghost Rider than uh, crazed Frank Castle. So, mm, that is true. Mm. Whatever happened to that guy? He did his own like four-issue spinoff, and then he joined Gardens of the Galaxy for a while. I know. Yeah, this one kind of reminds me of Black Widow. I think they're doing the, you know, new life fading back into my alt identity, the superhero-esque role. So I feel like it's going to kind of follow that route where it's new bliss, slowly gets ruined, got to return to the flames. Got to murder everybody. Do you think, Alex, when you open this book, it'll play this song? You know what song that is? No, but that does sound pretty painful. I can't find the chorus. It's called crazy because Johnny Blaze is going crazy. Um, you know what? I'm excited. That book, Johnny Blaze, is a guy that keeps you know the comic itself. Jesus Christ! Um, it's hard. To, so. <laughs> <laughs> the comic is a book that doesn't have longevity. They restarted a lot, tried new things a lot, uh, obviously with um, uh, that kid, Jorge. With the Corvette or he's driving. Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes. Um, And with the movie especially also there, really doesn't work out. And they were going to do that Midnight Suns thing for a while, but then that got canceled. Um, So let's see, he's a character who they've been trying multiple times. And so, you know, you almost wish it the best of luck, but you also, when you're back, uh, of your mind, or was like, this thing's getting canceled, you know. So, uh, hopefully, you know, Robbie's gonna show up in that game, Midnight Suns. <clears throat> oh. I know this is John. Uh, next up here, uh, saga number 56, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples. Everybody mourns in their own way. The most epic, emotional epic in comics continues still only for two ninety nine on the cover. There, we got <clears throat> the uh, prince himself, Prince Robot, and his uh, little boy. Um, what's his boy's name again? Squire. 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 I need to see that. I answer the same time as you. I remember it the last second. Alex. 
Right. <laughs> and so uh, we learned in the last issue that Squire has gotten uh, quiet since his father passed away. And so I maybe we'll get more examination to Squire and what his, he's thinking. Because sometimes, you know, obviously, doesn't he speak words? You can see it on the screen. So um, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, issue 55 was a great return. And I, I'm salivating for more. This is actually a book where when I was <clears throat> going through... Uh, and I'll, we'll pause this conversation to after I'm, I'm talking about Saga. When I was going through Comixology to purchase some books to catch up on some things, things I've been missing, uh, this was one that wasn't out yet, but I clicked to pre-order it. So uh, I don't even know if it, it might be pre-loaded on my my, uh, my phone right now. Who knows? Um, and actually, I, I, I secured myself a, a new tablet, and so I can just watch it on there. I'll watch it. Read it on there. And actually... Uh, uh, yeah. So, and that this book is like beautiful and, and and a perfect book. So here's the thing: when I used to read the books, the comic books on the uh, the phone, uh, I used to do the guided thing, and then at the end, I would have it show the whole page. So I can kind of look at it all together. Um, but with the uh, tablet, I've been doing um, just full pages, so I can look at the whole thing because obviously, some that's how it's meant to be seen. Um, and uh, some books like Saga um, and like. Uh, what was the other book I was just reading? There we, uh, there that Texas Blood. Jesus Christ! Um, looking at them as whole pages, I was like, you can clearly tell that these uh, panels and the way that everything's laid out is meant to be seen all at once. Um, so I'm very excited to read this issue here and see how that's going. Oh, I was reading the Companion for Saga. That's what I was fucking doing. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> we'll see what it. I was fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was like, this week, I was like, why am I so dizzy? And, and like, I felt like I was going to just, like, uh, pass out. Not pass out in the sense, like, go to sleep, but pass out like I would fall over. I guess dizzy is the word. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> I was sick. You didn't have the, the ghost gear just sitting there? Being no, because like, I was sick, obviously. You know what you need to do. You know, not to get too yeah. graphic, but some summit things were happening, so you lose a lot of water. And then also at night, I was, like, su- sweating, like, every single night. This is kind of gross, but every single night since I've been sick, I like wake up in fucking a puddle of sweat, and so I've been trying to keep up with my water. Uh, but I I don't know why in my head I was like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" And, I was, and then I just was like, "What's the size? Of, what's the signs of dehydration?" And I was like, "Yeah, no shit, it's that, bro." Like, <laughs> now did you sweat? Who sweat more, you or Shaq? In almost every scene in Steel, only when he was trying to shoot a free, free throw. That's when he fucking was like, oh, oh shit. We'll talk about it. Wow, the detonator on that thing has like five minutes. I know. I struggled with that for a while watching that part. Oh, and it goes in the other side of the small plywood and we are protected. Um, so here we go, Saga. What do you guys think? It blows up in a person's shape. You excited, Alex, for Saga? Oh, hell yeah. Marvin beat me by like two seconds to put the saga on. I was just gonna fucking just put Saga Fifty Six on my list too. That's the only one that's important to me anymore. Who, you know what? I could honestly drop ten percent of my books. <laughs> I actually, to be fair, it is true. I have dropped about Alex. That books. doesn't weigh against any. I could drop ten percent of my books and only read. You're like, what? That's not enough weight. And only read one percent of them. Oh my god, dude! dude it's like the best. Uh, you know, it's only been back for one issue, and I already feel like this is my favorite book. 
reinstated, and I cannot wait to get into. I want to get more into this realm of what happened. Spoilers after Marco died. Agreed. It's been so good since it came back. I mean, I had to wait three weeks, but it was a long wait. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, guy. <laughs> Here we go. Human target number five. I would tell you what it's about. Uh, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. I, we talked about it a second ago, but on DC's website, there's no solicitation, so I have no fucking clue what this issue is about. Um, I will say uh, that Matt Martian Mindhunter is in the front. Of- oh, this is a book also I was reading and was like, this looks really good. Full page. Um, I did have to stop reading it, though, because I don't know whether or not I was delusional or what, but I read like two pages and I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening. Is this English? Like, I don't understand... Like, I was looking at being like, do I not, can I not read anymore? Like, what's going on here? Like, I literally understood none of it. So, when you two get to this issue and you read the beginning, let me know if it's confusing for you or if I was delusional. Um, I'll okay, probably get, this motherfucker you speak <laughs> I'll probably get back to it um, this sometime this week. But uh, um, I remember reading being like, oh, that's when I knew I was like, all right, maybe I can't do anything uh, with a screen right now. Yeah. Which actually, I took some time off of uh, work uh, to uh, kind of spend time playing some games to catch up here, Garrett. And uh, mm. was sick the whole time, and I couldn't look at a screen. So, ah, uh, what a bummer! So instead, I watched Steel. Uh, there we go. Uh, Deadly Class number uh, fifty-one, Recommender and uh, Wes Craig, a fond farewell number three, part three. They call it. Uh, wrapping up here soon. Here, Alex, what do you think? Well, I think it just surprised me that this book is going to be ending in what two? No, one issue. Yeah, that was one. one. Yeah, I think this. Yeah, fifty-two, I believe. So hard to believe that the next issue will be wrapping up this book. That for Marvel and I has been what nine years, eight years now, and Garrett's been what Mm. seven. I mean, you caught up at the split of season one and season two. Yep. And I mean just. This is one of those monumental things where we also we had a whole year off from this book even coming out. Then we finally got back into it. Um, it is fantastic, but it's going to be hard to say goodbye to these characters, whether it's death or just knowing that this may be the last issue you see them. Oh, 54 uh, is the last um, issue. So we got three more. Wow. 54. Okay. Oh, well, still. Still around the corner, but I, it is very good. I am excited to see what else uh, Marcus has in store. We saw what happened with Saya and him and uh, did not go the way he thought it was going to go. And so we'll find out. I want to know, is she gone or is he actually now spiteful towards her leaving? That he's just going to go kill her himself. Like the old adage, if I can't have you, no one can. I don't think Marcus is that crazy. Marcus is that selfish, though. He is selfish, but I don't think he's that crazy. What was um? What's the girl's name? What's the um? Maria. The, Maria. Okay, it was Maria. I thought it was Mariah. Uh, I'm excited for him to get the one more chance if she's still alive, uh, to wrap it up with her. And honestly, I could see Maria killing him. Once and for all. Hmm. I'm surprised if Marcus hasn't already killed Maria. I mean, there's obviously yeah. bad blood. I mean, after what she did or what who she was doing that day. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, He's probably pissed. Do you think when he you tie up the building left her burn? Do you think when you start reading this book, Alex, you're gonna hear this song? <laughs> I know that song won't 
cross my mind because I don't know what it is. More than likely, uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Will cross my mind. <laughs> Maria, <laughs> like everyone else in the world. I literally made a mistake of watching. It was like a YouTube video of um, it was an honest trailer of Encanto, and how they sang about that song that it stuck in your brain. Literally for the next day after, every time I got in my car, all I could hear was, uh, "We don't talk about Bruno." Well, I don't. Well, fill this with your head. That's Santana, right? Yeah. Step by bloody step number one. uh, Simon Spur and uh, uh, Matthias Lopez, uh, a giant, ooh, an armored giant and helpless child. Together they cross an astonishing world brimming with beasts, bandits, and deadliest and deadliest by far civilizations. They stop walking. The earth itself forces them onward. Why? A child can't ask. She and her guardian have no language, no memory, except for each other. This double-length chapter, uh, oh, excuse me, four double-length chapters, uh, completely text-free. This is a, a visual book only here, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't have a writer fuck it up. Uh, oh, Len, we got, it. we got a nice quote here. Step <laughs> by the latest step, maybe my favorite new comic. Uh, the creators have created something that celebrates everything comics can be. Mysterious, inventive, bursting with imagination, and incredibly heartfelt without ever seeing a world. A world. A word. <laughs> Jeff Lemire. That's pretty high praise from Mr. Uh, Jeff Lemire. I don't know which one it is, but, you know, it's good words. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited. I, You know, anytime there's like a giant robotic-like guardian for a small human being, I'm in. I'm all in. But when I saw that it was like a visual-only story, I'm like, I want to read that. I want to be included in that and like see what that's like. Because anytime we've gotten those in comics, like they've usually been some of our favorites. Um, and so there is a good way. There is a way to tell a comic, tell a story using only visuals. So uh, I'm excited for that experience. And uh, yeah, the creative teams look good. And you know, it uh, yeah should be a you good think ride. When you uh, open the book, the song will play. Second time around. I'm disappointed. I didn't realize. I that. thought you would pick like a Jennifer Lopez song, like Jenny from the Block. For what? Step by step. Uh, bloody step why would i pick that i just thought because the artist name was lopez so uh, oh easier flow in then i think you both reached i i did not reach whatsoever i just played the wrong version that that's uh i know that's what i was like i, was like, I didn't even hear step by step that was a cover version i don't know why the fuck that played i'll hear it all the time um oh my god why is it not who gives a shit? All right. Uh, actually, I'm more interested to hear that it is <clears throat> um, fully uh, uh, visual. And I might check this out then. That's I might have to go pick that up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. It's still this guy's, is it? Oh, my God. I'm about to go to YouTube for this bullshit. <laughs> we just sidestep it and... and- I need to have yeah, the I need to have the 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 joke work. So here we go. We think this will happen. You guys ever watch the show? Step by step. There you go. 
I've heard the song. I don't remember the show. Uh, there we go. Comics coming out this week for the week of two last week of February. Um, Alex, what's the weather looking like this week, though? You know what? This week has been cold. We had we had snow on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. We took a hiatus. Thursday we came back with some more snow. It's gonna be chilly, but guess what? Saturday, Sunday, thirty, thirty-seven, forty-seven on Sunday. Next week looking good until at least Thursday, and we might get some rain. Cause guess what? It's gonna be like fifty-five. We're getting into spring. That just tells you that uh, March coming in like a lamb. That means that sack of shit's gonna leave like a lie. You know what they say too, right, Alex? Chili today, like hot tamale. Chili today, hot tamale. You got me. I, I even knew the answer. I still fucked up. Yeah. It's going to be nicer this weekend, so. Sort of. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Go there for all your comic book needs. Rainbow Comics and Cards, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information. Hit it. Book club. <laughs> Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. Uh, Book club. <laughs> uh, Craven's Last Hunt Part Two. I believe it's Web of Spider-Man number 32 uh, is part two. Um, what did you guys think of part two of Craven's Sword of Last Hunt? Book club. <laughs> what do you guys think? Stone? I, I could never get over that last little bit. It was okay. It, this one did not feel nearly as um, exciting as issue number one. We got a That's, lot of vermin. And, and whatever psychosis Craven has as right now uh, is debilitating for even the reader. Yeah, that's where I agree, too. I think it went, like, instead of having this, like, triumphant, like, I'm fucking Craven, I'm walking around, like, you know, taller than ever because I finally beat my last kill. And then he, like, yeah, goes crazy. And then the other half of the book with the, the rat creature was just useless useless information and it made me think to myself who is this guy so why don't we ask him oh god he said he'd be available so we'll see Ooh, he might be at his lady's place oh my god interrupting (laughs) for a spider-man question some might call that a web block (laughs) hello there's the moon killer Corey, hey. he answered. There you go. Uh, I have a Hello. brief question for you. We're, we're talking about last Craven's uh, last hunt. What's it called? Craven's last, Craven's, Craven's last hunt. Craven's last hunt part two. And in this story, there's uh, the Rat King, Mister Vermin, or whatever his name is. Uh, give me a little backside, uh, back backside. I mean, give me a little backstory <laughs> on this guy. Who's his rat? A backstory on Vermin. Yeah. I mean, he just chills out in the sewers, and he's just kind of scummy, and then he is he people end up in the sewers. Is he like a big character? Should I be looking forward to seeing him in the MCU? Uh, no, he's on <laughs> par with the Mole Man in Fantastic Four. 
He kind of reminds Whoa. me of the, of the Rat King from Turtles. Do you think he's a ripoff? No, Rat King's scarier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he's like Splinter. No. Yeah, if, if Splinter he's was Vernon. a psycho. He's, he, his character traits are the definition of his name. Oh, okay, so we're reading this ah. issue, and Craven kind of goes crazy in this issue uh, and puts on the Spider-Man suit and does like some weird shit in it. And so um, we were just calling to get some info. And like this issue was very weird with Vermin and Craven doing that. And I just wanted to know uh, your thoughts on uh, on Craven going crazy. Is he is is that on par for Craven, or he just had a bad night, bad trip? I think I think Craven he's on a bad trip. You know, he's trying to find meaning. He's he's conquered his quest, but now he's deciding. Now that I've conquered my quest, what do I do now? Why? What fulfills me yeah, so, as this evil scumbag? You know, the first thing I do also is you know pour a bunch of poison in a bowl and lick it up. So um, <laughs> when I defeat my greatest enemy, enemy, and then I you know put on his clothes and dance around the streets, um, as he did. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever works for you villain types. Uh, Corey, do you have this uh, issue in uh, print, or you got this uh, thing in a collection, or what are we talking here? Um, I actually have that in a collection, in a graphic novel, actually. So, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. not the Some not collector. the individual issues. All right. Hey, are you caught up on Spider-Man, Corey? I am on issue seventy-two out of eighty, and I need to catch up because I know they're at like issue eighty-nine. Hey, so I am doing quick question. No, no, they're at ninety, bro. They're at ninety. Corey's at the same place I am right now. Wow. I'm more of a Spider-Man fan. I'm at the same place Alex is. Yeah, that's really sad. I really got to catch up. Yeah. I got a question for you, Corey. Are you busy right now? Are you with uh, somebody right now? (laughs) Um, Can you ask them what their thoughts are on Vernon? Vernon? Say, what was the question? Ask their thoughts. I want their thoughts on the Vermin guy. Sarah, what do you think of the Vermin guy? He's a rat in the sewers. I don't know who he is. But I don't have any she doesn't know who he is. So she doesn't have any thoughts. If she thoughts, saw a man come out of like the sewers, a bad, evil man. Oh, okay. But if she saw a man coming out of the sewers, uh, what's her first thought? <laughs> she says it doesn't sound great. Yeah, that's what I thought too. All right, uh, thanks, uh, K Dub. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So can I can I, can I sign off? Yeah, uh, this ahead. is hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. There you go. Oh my God. You got some insight into the Vermin character, as I I thought. Uh, obviously, you know, a class player and going to be showing up in the movie soon. So um, <clears throat> I agree with you guys. She was a little weird. I did like the Craven parts a lot, art wise. Uh, story-wise, it just felt like a lot of fill, fill-in. And I think maybe if I <laughs> knew what the fuck was going on, like, in the context of this story, because the story takes place, takes place, it doesn't take place, like, isolated from anything else. It takes place, obviously, shit's happened before it, and shit's gonna happen after it. So, like, I don't know, Mary Jane is talking about how her and Peter are married now, he's not around right now, because he's out there doing some web-slinging, uh, as you call it, web-blocking. And, uh, and so, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so, for me, the only the only thing I can grab a hold to is the Craven and the Vermin thing because it's the thing that's mostly happening and the thing that it doesn't have any attachment to outside of the storyline. And uh, I just thought the art looked good for the Craven parts and the Vermin shit, like you said, did not care. But my, I find it really hard to read his narratives, um, mostly because the way that he talks, not because it looks weird, 
but just because the way that he talks, I'm like, shut the. I just want to smash his head in. <laughs> yeah, I think it was weird to read without like it was weird to read without like a protagonist, like having a villain story where there was like literally nothing to fight against. So I was kind of hoping like this only being six issues that like the end of this Spider Man would make his debut back out of the grave, or at least see like a hand shoot up out of the ground or something, but. Well, I think they kept teasing that because we kept going back to the the gravestone. Um, I I did enjoy the Craven parts. It just seemed to be he was so far gone already. Like you said, he's already he chased the car. He caught the car. Uh, we clearly find out what happens when you win, and he's almost unhappy with the choice. Like I shouldn't have killed him because now there's nothing else to strive for. So instead, I'm going to put on the mantle of Spider Man, and when Mary Jane is going to be attacked by these two men and he shows up and beats the living shit out of him and she goes oh stop and then she goes that wasn't peter well no fucking shit it wasn't peter he just ran away from you i know he attacked him and then right away started running away she goes that can't be peter no shit he would have been like what are you doing out here but i do I, the irony of one spider-man <clears throat> like craven finding mary jane and all that in new york i'm like pretty low odds i mean also like I was the th- the main thing I got out of this was reading it, hearing Craven saying he's going to be the superior Spider Man, and just thinking that. Uh, Fuck off. That, well, what's his? Who wrote that? Slot. And Dan, Dan Slot, Slot read this and was like, "You know what? I'm going to make the superior Spider Man." Um, well, and, and that's and that's kind of how I felt when I read this. That he's like, "Well, I'm going to show Venom the better Spider Man." It's like, but that story for me has already been done. Obviously, this was was prior to that. But it's like, oh, we're just recycling it with with different characters choosing to be the better Spider-Man. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I do like the art so far, and we talked about the last issue. Uh, I did actually, um, lettering-wise, Craven's kind of narratives uh, were a little hard to read. I wonder if that has to do with the coloring change that they made. Um, the stuff seemed like it bled too much, and it was kind of hard. I don't want to read what he's saying, but... Too smudgy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would give this a six. I know maybe we don't normally rate these, but no, I, I feel should. like this one needs to be rated. Uh, yeah, it was low. It was way lower than issue one. Except for the Roman parts, because I'm excited. Now I know more about him when he gets his own movie. You know, they got fucking, oh. they got uh, Mor- uh, Morbius out there, right? And they're making a, a movie about uh, Madam Web, you know, next Vermin. Sir, I was say Andy Circus could play Vermin just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it could be uh, the rat from Suicide Squad versus Vermin from MCU. Versus uh, Rocket Raccoon. Weasel. Weasel. Weasel okay. versus Vermin versus Raccoon. Um, the, the only thing that I also wanted to versus know the was Wrecking. there was the, the red dialogue boxes. Is that supposed mm-hmm. to be Peter still? No, no. I think, it, I think what I came up with because of Mary Jane had a similar thing. I think that's just the writer's choice of like, that's like their inner monologue, like a, a voice telling them like, so she had that pink voice that was telling her, Oh, Peter said, Peter said, and that's like her worry. And I think yeah. this is maybe his insanity talking to him. Okay. So it, it was really it's not just their brain. It's almost like their pri- primitive brain yeah. even saying, cause he, cause they like kept pushing uh-huh. him to do more and more to kind of like let himself go. And, and, you know, drink that poison. Um, uh, and so I thought, I was like, oh, this is just a second voice in his head. So. Okay. Speaking of voices. Yeah. 
uh, Peacekeeper to the finale happened. Uh, picked up for a second season, by the way. So second season will be coming. Um, the uh, finale episode, uh, <clears throat> watching it, uh, I just will say, uh, from beginning to end, a uh, very surprising show. As me and Garrett have said it before, like, it's a character who I saw in Suicide Squad. And I was like, how are you going to make a show about this guy out of all of them? But really, from beginning to end, I think every single person on the show, uh, character-wise, at the end, you're like, I want to see more of these uh, guys. And I think also that last episode, we've had a lot of uh, drama from uh, Peacemaker's side of things, but that last episode had some other kind of uh, drama from... Uh, Aladeo? Yes, and... Um, Econopolis, what's his name? Econ. Um, so die beard, die beard, and and uh, actually the story behind his die beard, and yes, it is died. And uh, I thought it was uh, really well done, especially with around surrounded by all the violence that was happening in that episode. So, and literally the funniest fucking thing I've seen all year. Besides later on, we'll talk about steel. Um, <laughs> of both t- both times when she puts on the human torpedo helmet. And he says, activate human torpedo <laughs> both times. Fucking hilarious. Or she says it once it and he so says it a second time. I don't know if I laugh more. It was just like, God, that was so, that's like the best joke I think I've seen in anything for a while. It was really good. Especially the second time. What the fuck? <laughs> she just goes straight through the cow. <laughs> in that, uh, <laughs> you guys both watch the bloopers reel? No. That I sent? I watched. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I watched. Oh, so good. They show the bloopers of her getting like that purple goo thrown on her and stuff from doing the headbutt. I'm like, so funny. Did you guys know that James Gunn just got engaged to Harcourt, the actress who plays Harcourt? Yes. Like they've been, I knew yeah, they were together. Awesome. I didn't know if they got engaged. I knew they were together, though. Yeah. They just he posted it last week, so I think they were, I don't know, must have been something about the Peacemaker finale in the air. You know, the thing I like about the, the show is that. Um, at the end of the show, Peacemaker had an arc that really went from who he was trying to impress his dad to the end, trying to be true to himself and not caring anymore about <clears throat> being somebody his father would be proud of. He realized he was never going to get his father's approval. And instead of being somebody who could be friends with other people and really enjoying friendship, um, but still a little bit of a dick. Like he's he didn't redeem himself 100%. So that's why... He, like with next season, I can still see him being the ribbing kind of dick. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, ribbing the other ones and and uh, still being that person, especially vigilante. Also, Vig- vigilante uh, um, is also never changed, um, but I think he does mm-hmm. care for those people now. So, like, we have a good team going forward. So, the second season, normally a show like this that was like perfect from beginning to end. I'd be like, don't ruin it with the second season. But this one, I'm like, go ahead. Because James Gunn has announced that he's going to write and direct every single episode next year. so Or next year, next season. So, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And like with his, I'm thinking of his like dad sitting on the porch. I'm like, I bet he's still around uh, season two. Like his psyche is going to be all messed up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. And also the uh, cameo in this. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Justice League showing up. Um, and two of the actual actors being there, uh, Jason Momoa and uh, Isra Miller. Isra? Isra Miller. Ezra. Ezra Miller. Um, I read a little bit about that afterwards, that actually Cyborg 
and um, Batman were there, but they got taken out the last second because DC said, hey, don't put them in there. I don't know why, but I guess. Um, and also, they filmed that part uh, on the uh, Guardian set while he was doing Guardians 3. So, yes. because they owed him because they did some Guardians work on the Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper, Peacemaker uh, set. So, they were like, okay, well, you can do that here then. So, uh, I found that funny. That's pretty cool. And, you know, the best line ever. Fuck you, Barry. What part was that? No, I don't. Oh, Barry. Sorry. I I honestly... What part is that? The the part I just brought up, you mean? Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? (laughs) No, good finale. Great show. I mean, I have added, like, do you want to to my workout playlist anytime it comes on. I laugh a little bit, and then it's good. Good bop, so... I, uh... I enjoyed, like, the first two episodes I didn't care for nearly as much, and then once you got to the, like, past those, the show's been fantastic. Uh, every time I saw that cow, I was disgusted, and I wanted it to die. <laughs> wow. And, I'm sorry, it had, like, spider eyes, and looked like a grub. I was like, nah, get the hell out of here. Human torpedo. Yeah. It was planet. sustaining life. I want to know why did he not let? Why did he not kill Goth? Did he choose to let her go for the fact that it was the right thing to do? Even though I mean, I guess he's already destroyed all of her friends and family. There's really nothing she can do anymore outside of eat his or destroy his brain and kill him. Hmm. Well, yeah, because maybe there's just the fear of always dying is right there. Goth even said the like they weren't looking; they were looking to save the planet, so. Once a cow is dead, they're going to die off eventually, and so they, he has no reason to continue on. So he decides to spend his last hours with Peacemaker, and Peacemaker still has some of the food left over, so kind of just ended on that part. Okay. Back to the human torpedo. What? No, Alex, you're right. That thing is ugly. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to see more of that, and uh, that might be a finale I rewatch just to see that joke again. So we'll see. I think my thing is I want I want the next season to be just as not crazy. Like the show seemed to be kind of grounded to an extent, uh, and then to get further into the butterflies, just expanded how crazy the show could be, and yet still be enjoyable and well done. Word. I know there's supposed to be another Suicide Squad spinoff TV show that James Gunn's working on, so cool if that like was going on and it crossed over with this. What do you think it would be? King Shark. I actually think it's uh, Nathan Fillion's character. The detachable kid? Yeah. But I don't know. Speaking of uh, uh, heroes that uh, maybe are less than, here's our... Our talk on the 1997 movie Steel, uh, starring no other than Mr. Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, as they call him, uh, back in his prime, 1997. Uh, I believe he was still on the uh, Orlando Magic at this time. Um, this movie, based on the uh, John Henry Irons character of Steel, you know, 
the Man of Steel, uh, being Superman. This character is within his realm. A side character, Garrett, or whatever you call him, a companion? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad calling him a side character. He definitely stands on his own, but he was definitely a, uh, like a supporting actor to Superman at some point in time. So uh, the movie... Was that helping hand when shit just needed to be hammered to death. Well, I guess uh-huh. when Superman died, right, he came out of the woodwork to step up for him, so... He was right. So, um, Steel, uh, like I said, stars uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, also Judd Nelson um, as the uh, bad guy. What was his name? Nathan Nathaniel Burke. Burke. Nathaniel Burke. Uh, also, a little Ray J in this movie. Um, small Ray J. Uh, a movie that you know I I picked mainly because I was like. I was like, I just need to watch something dumb, and I know it's going to be dumb, and I know we can have good laughs making fun of this thing. And when I started watching it, and Garrett, uh, uh, you said the same thing when we first came on, I was like, you know what, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. This is obviously not good, but it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was, and then it fucking kicks in, bro. Like, it really, <laughs> about half, I've been thinking half away is even generous. I think about uh, one third in, it, it, at one point it's just like, you know what, we're not good anymore. Um, and they just like give up on the movie and uh, uh horrible lines um by the way at the beginning i thought Shaq was fine which surprised me because i was like i remember him being that great and then he kicks it in um and it, it really... I think, if i may i think the change is when he goes to get sparky from oh yeah um, definitely PA. oh when yeah he, when he you picks her he up and then he takes her other and all he, I was gonna say, yeah, they're all cheering that like, he's kidnapping her. What are we cheering for? So Sparky uh, is his companion, his soldier friend, who gets paralyzed and she's stuck in the VA. And he goes there and kidnaps her. And she's like, "No, put me down! I don't want you to. I want. I don't want to go. I don't want to go." And the whole VA is like, "Yeah, take her out of here!" And then you're <laughs> just like, God. "What the fuck?" And he goes I to open the had, windows. I think she had uh, Stockholm syndrome by the time she got back. <laughs> well, I mean, because then when she when she gets to the dump. Literally, the junkyard. She goes, thanks for getting me out of there. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what drugs did he give you? And I like how she. he's like, you're going to sit here and stare at these dirty windows, and then he fucking just breaks the windows for no reason. Yeah. Dude, this wouldn't fly against, like, you know, where mental health is, like, a bigger issue today. Like, obviously, back then, it did not fucking matter. Yeah, they're all just like, like, oh, you're getting treatment? Fuck that. Treatment's out, out in the he real He basically world, was like, know? get over it. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, let's get out of Break here. You these need... fucking windows. Yeah, like, let's see here. Man up. Um, <laughs> which, so basically, I don't think we're going to explain any of the plot because it really doesn't matter. Um, there's weapons. The weapons are made by the military, and and Shaq help with some of them. And it's also Sparky and also Judd Nelson. And then eventually they get put on the streets by Mister Judd Nelson because he wants to make money. Is a story basically, and Steel basically sees what's happening. Mister Shaq himself and says, "You know what? We got to." make the weapons ourselves to combat this. And that's why he needs Sparky. You know, he doesn't go see her before that, actually. But when he needs her for the weapons, he's like, you know, where where's she been? And he goes and finds her. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, like, unintentionally funny things in this movie. One of them that made me laugh out loud is when she first is in the hospital bed and he's being very heartfelt, being like, giving her flowers, stuff like that. And he goes, she goes, don't worry, in no time I'll, be on my feet and out of here. And he kind of looks up at the nurse. The nurse is like, fuck no. Like she like shakes her head. <laughs> like no fucking way that happened. And I was like, wouldn't she feel her feet by then? And realize she's paralyzed. Like 
so weird that they're like keeping a secret from her that she's paralyzed. Um, but anyways, so she gets out of the hospital and um, I think you're right, uh, Alex, that is when it takes a turn is when and that's very early on, too. Like when they start making the steel thing, I don't think you could find a goofier person to play steel. Like when he smiles on that mask, he looks so dumb. That mask is dumb. Yeah, like, that's, good. that's true. I was I was actually pretty impressed. Like, again, we said the first half was good. And the breaking point for me, like, yeah, they were starting to pick up the campiness. But when I saw that helmet come out of the forge, I was like, well, that there it is. There's the turning point for me because that looks ridiculous as hell. I was going to ask, if you cool that down, it's still going to cool for a while, right? That He puts it on literally like 10 minutes later. Well, he, he wanted to have that, uh, the man in the iron mask, he wanted to have that Dr. Doom moment of, what happens when you burn your face with hot steel? Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment right after that where he's fighting, not fighting, but trying to get away from the cops. <clears throat> and they're like, put your hands up. And he puts them up and he shoots the uh, uh, wire up to get to the top of the building. And it kind of like takes them up um, like a, what do you call that, Alex? A grapple, a grapple hook. Grappling, yeah, a grappling hook. Um, and that, he goes up so slow. That I was like, they probably could take that elevator and beat his ass up there. <laughs> and I'm surprised the cord didn't snap on his way up. Oh, yeah. He did on the way down, but not on the way up. I'm like, yeah, right. Hey, Garrett. <laughs> Physics how- isn't making sense right there. Uh, and by the way, I never got Garrett. Do you think Superman is alive in this movie? Like he's an actual superhero? Or like, how do they know about Superman? Mm. They see Superman. They talk, they talk about all different characters, though. They talk about they Superman. They talk about Batman. Yeah, they talk about Batman a couple times. Um, and they talk about Superman. And he has a Man of Steel with the shield tattoo, which he actually has. But if you're gonna bring it up in the movie, then obviously he, Superman exists in this world somehow. And he goes, to them. "Yeah." And they keep saying, "It's like, like loosely." I bet. It, I bet he is. Maybe. Man, I can't believe uh, Superman didn't stop this. Then he saw this happening in L.A. He was like, "You know what? Steel's got it." He doesn't know who Steel is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there. I was pretty impressed with the star power of this movie. Uh, Judd Nelson as the bad guy uh, was pretty neat. Like, I love Judd Nelson. And so, like, for him to be this evil person, because he's just kind of always the persona he kind of plays off, I thought he did a, I thought he did a decent around, job. Around the late game. 90s, Judd Nelson was always the bad guy. And so when I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh, yeah. he's." I literally just start. I, I watched that old older movie, uh, Airheads, um, and he plays, like, same kind of character, basically, in there. Not as bad. Well, I guess it, yeah, he's supposed to be as bad. Um, and I was just like, that's John Nelson in the late 90s. He's always the villain. Yeah. And I did like, I thought it was actually a pretty cool idea to hide guns in like arcade machines as a front. That was pretty dope. Oh, what about? I was like, that's creative. Speaking of star power, Mr. Richard Roundhouse, Roundtree himself, uh, Shaft, the older guy playing Uncle Joe, is the original actor who played Shaft. Uh, oh. So that's why when they look at his gun, he goes, I like that shaft. And they both like stare oh, at him. Geez. They both like stare at him. He goes, what? And it's like, so like. Oh, I thought it was a penis joke. No, it was because he used to play shaft. Um, you know what was the most disappointing thing about this movie, though, is that Steel has a hammer and he never uses it or swings it once. I was literally just going to say that, that he has a hammer and does never use it as a hammer. He uses... It's always a gun. I was going to say, he uses it the opposite way one time to trip a guy, and I was like, you got a hammer. You can just fucking knock him out or something. 
Yeah, like it should have had like you know that sonic pulse that comes out the bottom of the shaft. It should have done that like when he hit the ground, like it does a sonic like you know yeah it pulse that like knocks you on or your even ass. T- no, you just use it as a gun. Or even to turn on the okay. magnet, it could have done that. Yeah, but you uh, have to turn the is. thing. <laughs> um, I um, the the grandmother in this one, she when he gets arrested as the thought of him being steel. Does she already know that he's steel? Yeah, I think she knows. Or right. she's still I'm sure she. I mean, in the midst of, well, I don't so, know. So this is this was my thought when I was watching the movie when he first got the, in the suit. I was like, "How do you, if you know who John is in the in real life, and you see Steel, how do you not go, that's John? Like, <laughs> who else is? Yeah, who else seven is foot tall two, black man that's like, seven six? Yeah, yeah. I was like. And that's when the grandma's hearing that and the news, she knows right away. So they kind of actually made that a joke, which is like the first self-aware thing that they did was everybody knew who Steel was, except for uh, his brother didn't know, which is crazy. It's like, oh, you're uh, John? And I was like, yeah, no shit, bro. Um, I think the grandma knew. John Nelson obviously knew right away. He's like, oh, I wonder who could that be? And he knew right away that it was him. Um, which is funny because one of the first scenes when he goes to the gang's hideout, they're like, oh, we know who you are. You can kind of tell that at that moment, John's like, oh, I got to hide my identity. And I was like, there's no way you can hide your identity, <laughs> bro. Like, even those people who didn't see his face and he was in the steel costume, I don't know him. The first time they saw him out of the costume, they're like, we know who he is. And, but they just didn't call him out of the lineup. And I was like, yeah, dude, because like, who else looks like that? Um, yeah. You know what? Let me know if I'm wrong. But every single time I saw him on the bike, that bike's too small for him, right? Yeah, there's yeah. something weird with that. That's definitely on like a rig or something. He was he was like riding one of those mini cycles. It, it looked well, like that. Well, that I imagine they only said his steel, his armor only weighed seventy five pounds. I find that hard to believe. For how bulletproof and how resistant that stuff was, I'm guessing that's gonna be almost two hundred pounds of armor he's wearing. Well, yeah, and, and he got uh, chain mail on under it. Like, I was like, really? Chain mail? Like, and I also noticed everyone tried to shoot him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of zoom-ins on his dick area. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand if it was like, hey. Do you see the bulge that, in the steel? Say, look how big that cod piece is right there. Or literally, we got to show you, hey, everyone, aim for his dick. <laughs> Ring his bell if you can. <clears throat> but I think we can all agree. The funniest thing in this movie is this right here. Red switch. Oh, let me fast forward this a little bit. It's Sparky turns all of a sudden and has a fucking guns attached to her wheelchair. It starts machine gun killing. And then this happens. Oh, I forgot about that part first. She also has that, like you said, that sonic boom has it attached that. I just, so I noticed that a part of the movie was like, oh, her wheelchair changed. She added some, so now it, it moves by, it's more um, automatic and it has like uh, mortars and stuff like that. But I, not in my mind, even though I've seen this movie, I saw this movie in theaters, guys. 1997. Wow. Oh, and so, like, that's the only time I've ever seen this in the theaters. I never really watched it since. So it's literally been, what is that? 50, 25 years and um yeah that's right 25 years 
24, 25 years. And so I totally forgot about this. And when it happened, I still was fucking on the floor laughing, especially right here. Why should you have all the fun? Just get out of here quick. It's quick enough. <laughs> he goes, get what, out of here. What was faster, those uh, Boba Fett speeder bikes, the rainbow bikes, or her fucking <laughs> She just kind of peel out for a second. She just sits there while they're going. He's like, get out of here. She's like, this quick enough? And all of a sudden, two fucking rockets launch her forward. And I was like, this is, uh, this is somebody who went from literally within days because this is this movie doesn't play, take place more than over a week um that like doesn't understand how to use the wheelchair still getting used to being paralyzed falls out of the wheelchair to making a wheelchair that's got full boost on it and uh being able to uh stay in the thing uh perfectly so um it's quick enough <laughs> <laughs> Oh, After seeing this, I just wish there was like gifts of almost like every moment because they would be good ones for sure. That's what I was looking. Th- that's the thing about this movie is like even looking for the theme song, it's like nowhere to be found. I found one video with it in it. Uh, this is a movie that when I saw it pop up on HBO Max, I was like, holy fuck. They really were like, this is DC related. We're going to put it on there. I was like, why did you even like why scrape this one out of the barrel? Like, you can, there's a lot of the movies you can get that are DC related, but they were like, you know, Steel, let's bring that back. Um, the thing is that I watched this movie and it felt like watching Darkman again, where the ridiculousness that bo- like logistically bothered me. Like in Darkman, when he gets acid and then electrocuted and then blown out the building, drove me nuts. The, thing, the thing is, though, is like Darkman knows it's being stupid and kind of like does all that shit to make it funnier where steel is like thinking that right here you're gonna be like badass dude yeah <laughs> you know what i think i know how to make uh, i'm gonna make a gif of that because it's hell yeah it's, it, please it's too fucking good to pass up and every time you're like all right see you there you just put on that fucking gif and she takes off <laughs> meanwhile barrels on file around her she was oh like, I was going to look up who this actress is because she looks very familiar, but I don't know who she is. Just from something. She looks like the girl from Fargo, but it's not her. It could be like her sister. Annabeth Gish. Yeah, Annabeth I'll set this Gish. up here. You know, I will say, like, again, for some reason, the first half of this movie, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And, like, everything from, you know, the beginning with, like, the shooting of the tank and whatnot and having the guy from uh, Rambo 2, uh, who's in every military movie, um, show the up. Out. Yeah. yeah, the general. <laughs> yeah, when I saw him, um, I was like, of course he's fucking in this movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, right. Especially late 90s, they had that guy on speed dial. They're like, oh, we got a military guy. He's like, all right, does he right. say less? I'm there. Well, then that first, so I think the best action scene of the whole movie was the train scene. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I thought Shaq was slow. Like, he's not that slow. He was all right. And he did that one thing where he, like, lifted his arm down, like, below him and, like, side flipped. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, how did you not break that fence in half by doing that? <laughs> <laughs> there is there is one part when he tries to make that jump and she's like, my my computer's saying you can't make it. And he's like, I got it. He tries it and he goes, oh, I guess the computer's right because he barely makes it. When he's climbing up onto the roof 
you can clearly see that it's a stuntman. And I was just like, why would you leave that in? Like he full on his face is like looking at the camera. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's just like it's you can tell it's not Shaq. And because he's the guy who's obviously shorter, but he's also beefier. Because Shaq in this movie, this was 1997. He's like very slim uh, athletic, uh, muscly. um, That's a word, muscly. And uh, he does become more beefed up, like you're saying, Garrett, as the years go by. But this was like slim. Not slim. Uh, he could run. Shape. Yeah, he can run. He can't make free throws, uh-huh. though, which they tell you fucking five times in the movie. Oh, my God. I hate that. In any movie that's Jackson, I hate that. <laughs> They're like, okay, make a free throw, which comes up in this movie with an actual basketball, with him trying to shoot a pa- uh, paper ball into a trash can, and then eventually with a grenade through a fucking fence. <laughs> and like you guys were saying earlier, has a timer that must be five minutes. Um, and then he just throws it on the other side of plywood and the other guy over there is just like, Oh no. And, uh, I would be like, I would still think Shaq's in danger, but I guess not. Uh, yeah. Uh, that guy, that guy threw it and he's like, let me hug the wall of the room that I threw. I know, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and he was sitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh fuck. Don't die. By the way, did you think that guy's voice was modified? Like it was so low. I was like, this sounds. Yeah. Like they modified his voice. It sounded computerized like the whole time. <clears throat> you want to work for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. I was thinking about it. Alex, when he's like, I need somebody to trust. Can I trust you? Yeah. Yes. But it's like, but it sounded so metallic. And I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? Hey, this uh, uh, actress, Miss Annabeth Gesh, was actually in a, a series I just watched, Midnight Mass on Netflix. And she was on the Haunting of Hill House as oh. Mrs. Dudley. So that's where I recognize her from. Now I know exactly who she is. That's why she was so familiar. And was she good at those? Yes, she's very good at those. You know, the weird thing is, so that, that grenade scene, I actually thought it would be more heroic. Shot differently, and I should have known better that this movie would be more campy than this. When they threw the grenade and he was freaking out, I thought, why don't you just take the helmet off, cover it, and then it would explode. It'd or put your put your hand down like on it because you're covered in steel. Yeah, I mean, say, there's 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 more heroic ways, and obviously we had to take that shot that hey, Jack can't beat the free throws. Well, and that's the dumb thing too, is because that kid, you could see him making shots like the entire like <laughs> yeah. in the movie. He's and they're he's like here, let me give it to the clearly more inexperienced uh, free throw shooter to get this grenade out of here. You just gotta follow through, man. <laughs> Bend your knees a little bit. Lena, oh yeah, and then it bounces back. It literally bounces out and gets sucked back into the hole. Apparently, so <clears throat> yeah. this guy whose voice we thought might be uh, modified was in the the Batman series from 2005 as Solomon Grundy. So I wonder. Uh, I'll have to watch that episode and see if it still here uh, sounds the same or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at this. Uh, well, let's see here. I was going to pull up some. Oh, by the way, that's the one thing I was kind of, I don't know, almost need to say like praise this movie. I'm surprised that John and Sparky have a totally platonic relationship in this movie. Never like becomes romantic whatsoever. And it like they, I don't know why he, he her name is Sparks and he calls her Sparky and they do that finger thing, which reminded me of me and Corey's thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, but they never move beyond that. Uh, which is, but they all they all cheer like they were going to at the end. Yeah, I know. They hugged, oh my goodness! 
Oh, oh you I, know what? I hated when they got her to stand. That was and the that. most ridiculous thing, and it took like thirty seconds. Hey, check this I out. I thought that her. I thought her feet was getting lifted up. Dude, she looked like the fucking Megazord unfolding when all of them meet up. <laughs> She's like, check this out. And they're all like, holy shit. And I was like, the, she had rocket launchers on her thing a second ago. I think yeah. we did the power sword. <laughs> uh, here's some trivia uh, about Steel since, you know, we're really into it. And I like to apologize to Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, he had to do his own stunts because they couldn't find anybody who was seven foot one inch. So I guess that is him. He just looks... Uh, very uh like a uh like he had a uh, constipation in that scene i saw him in <laughs> anytime he lifted anything kind of heavy or had to look like he was i i thought he was constipated so the director originally wanted to uh wesley snipes to play steel but warner brothers said how about Shaq? he might help sell more toys wow to be fair, I have the I have the steel toys. Oh my god, uh, Alex! Dude, take pictures. Come on, yeah, dude. The, the toys are cool, but uh, I remember when my cousin had told me that yeah, still uses his hammer as a gun. I was like, no, that's stupid. And that's how I always had him holding was a gun. But I was like, this doesn't make sense. And now that I've seen this movie, it still doesn't make sense. But I understand he does use it as a gun almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Sparks is based on the DC comic Oracle. Oh, I guess. <laughs> sort of. I guess. I, I, I wouldn't be able to believe that Barbara Gordon would be able to be like, is this fast enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> or at least when she said it, it wasn't that kind of prope- propelling. It would literally be... <laughs> right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this was the second comic book film featuring an African-American lead. Spawn came out two weeks earlier. Oh, wow. I think that would be poor timing. But When did Blade come out? Years later. That came out. 2000? Maybe 2000, yeah. Um, in the third draft for the unmade Tim Burton Superman Lives... Uh, it featured a ball dance in Metropolis, and one of the guests was John Henry Irons, and they wrote it with Shaq in mind that he re- reprised the character. So there was going to be a tie-in where Superman would be in that same universe. So I think that. Oh, I am. So I think that uh, uh, proves that he does exist in this universe. They were well, maybe Nick Cage was in that movie. You just were looking for the real Superman. Mm. So you got a little uh, Shaq steel action and. Uh, I'm going to give that movie a, a, I don't know, a, what's the line, Garrett, about uh, Smokey Like a Blunt? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically that's it. I'm going to smoke you. I'm going to, I think he said it though. He's like, I'm going to smoke your ass like a blunt. So uh, or maybe you just said, I'm going to smoke you like a blunt to try to intimidate I'm, this man, seven foot man wearing all steel armor. I'm going to go with a three. Was not the worst movie I've ever seen. Definitely not anywhere near good. Bro, come on. You know, I, I knew what it was. I was entertained the entire time. Uh, didn't think it was the greatest movie. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Better than uh, Batman and Robin, I would say. Uh, I had more fun in this than Internals. So, uh, yeah, I would give this... Oh. I'm going to give it a, a six. A six is good oh. with me. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I knew what it was, and I thought I had I laughed the entire time. So if anything, it gave me joy. So. Wow. Instead of like it's sleeping depression. Quick enough. She's got like a bumper sticker on her wheelchair too. <laughs> 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 oh my god I literally thought they were making fun of that character the whole movie because they she was almost a blunt of their jokes and uh, by the end she's supposed to be like, like you said she stands up and it's supposed to be a mode being like oh look at she can stand but they really play it off like oh my god can you believe that you know she's standing up and it, like, they're like making fun of her in a way. I don't know what it was anyways uh, there you go little shack a little steel uh i hope that that book uh uh what's that book by uh uh tom taylor that's coming out right now dark knights of steel i hope he shows up in that but the shack version yeah, not anybody else not the real makes version. sense he that character is in superman and lois right now so he uh, is indeed you can tell how much better he is when he's taken seriously and i i'm i'm upset that it's not shack well shack had his time he screwed it up wednesday comic 605 at gmail.com email address let us know what you think of the uh shack's uh debut as and then he went on to do the kazam or the kazam before this i don't know one of the two uh, i do like kazam i do like me some kazam at wednesday comics on twitter at karat 2188 at alex pastrello excuse me at the ap keaton not alex go there um <laughs> wednesdaycomics.com subscribe to the show do your things on that on the website uh ways you can contact us and ways you can uh, also, uh, purchase some merch, 605-215-1849, phone number. Uh, at this point, I'm sure Corey, uh, hopefully put it in his phone so he knows when we're calling. Um, what else? Oh, roots of swamp and, uh, remo comics and cards.com. Uh, it would tell you some more and find a nice and clever way to wrap up the show. But, uh, as I said before, I can barely think about what my name is at this point. Uh, <laughs> It's Alex. Your name is Alex. <laughs> so instead, we're going to play out the, we're going to, you know, leave you guys with us saying have a good night, have a good day, have a good weekend, whatever you're listening to this. And here's some shack rapping. Uh, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, stay safe, stay warm, keep turning those pages. Man eater, do I look like Harlan Oats? No. Quick the rise on them seeds like J.R. Ryder. Lyrics, taught to the tongue like apple cider. Oh.